0: Welcome to the ClickDown, I'm Anna Ruiz.
1: And I'm Dan Feller, and today we're going to be talking about HDX.
0: HDX is a suite of proprietary technology that deliver a high definition experience to users of virtual applications and virtual desktops.
1: All right, so before we get into it, um, I thought, you know, this is our our last podcast of 2021. So, I thought it might kind of interesting to, you know, think about, you know, what we've done on this on this tech podcast um for this year since, you know, this is the first time Anna you and I have ever done one of these things. So, uh, I think we've learned a few things along the way.
0: Oh yeah, we have. We we've had some great guests, some great topics. I think you can tell that we started getting more comfortable with a microphone as the episodes progressed. <laughs> <laughs> um and we're very excited to continue and to continue improving the podcast bringing you great content making it entertaining next year which means that this is officially our last episode of 2021 so dan what was yeah, your favorite I, I think, episode
1: well I, I think from the entertaining thing you know we always we, we've we done like speed around questions at the end and i thought the best one was uh when we had the uh I think it was with Todd Smith on education and what was his favorite um, school based movie? And it was old school. I that was a good one. Yeah. I was like, perfect.
0: <laughs> or Kevin Nardone when we asked him about, I think it was what superhero he would be. And he had this very thought out answer, <laughs> which is usually not the case because we don't give these ahead of time to our speakers. So I thought that was funny too.
1: Yeah. But you know, from an actual episode, it, it surprised me is because I'm I'm not a huge sports person. Um, But the major league baseball one I found extremely interesting because it's like, yeah, I know what baseball is. You know, I see it on TV and I mean, I don't really watch baseball, Um, but to actually understand like behind the scenes of the technology and, and just the issues they'd run into and how they were dealing with these things. I just, I just thought it was really interesting. Like, you know, having, you know, you have asset tags on your devices you get, you get from your organization, but having an asset tag on your device that says major league baseball, uh, we found out it's like not a good thing because that becomes a, that becomes a souvenir for someone to want to steal. And it's like, holy cow, (laughs) you know, just those weird things that to deal with from this perspective. I thought it was really interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. For me, my favorite episode was a formula one episode, which is funny because I'm not, an F1 fan by any means until I recorded that episode. And I've actually followed this year's season, which has been really cool. It made my husband pretty happy that, you know, I'm actually interested in F1 now. But it was awesome for me to hear just, you know, how our customers utilize our solution in a real case scenario. And in my opinion, the the F1 one wasn't necessarily what you traditionally think of Citrix, right? Like you usually think of Citrix of like, I'm working remotely outside of an office and this was just like the graphics that they use and how they're able to, you know, get metrics from the cars as the race is going on, I thought was incredible. So, um, so we've definitely had some cool episodes and I hope next year we'll have some amazing guests as well. So we're definitely open for ideas. So if anyone has any ideas, feel free to send them our way. Um, but to wrap up the year, we have what I think is a great topic. Uh, we're going to be discussing the last CVAD release of 2021. And then we're going to be talking about some of the improvements that have been made around HDX. So for our guest today, we want to w- welcome Rody Kozin to the Clickdown. So welcome, Rodi.
2: Thank you. Really cool to so be here. Uh...
0: We'll- before we begin, we always like to learn a little bit more about our guests, like, you know, how long you've been at Citrix, you know, et cetera. So can you tell us just a little bit of background on you?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I um, joined quite recently um, in the end of July this year. Uh, so I'm, uh, I sit right now for a few months. Um, and before that, I was a CTP for, for almost uh, two and a half years. Uh, so I know Citrix quite well, but it's... Uh, it's quite different to be on the inside in, instead of the outside of the company, um, so it's interesting to see how everything works and uh, goes inside Citrix. Uh, it's quite different than you than you see normally from from a CTP perspective, for example.
1: And so in Citrix, like what are what are you focused on?
2: Um, I'm primarily focused on HTX um, and currently assigned to the graphics team. Uh, so looking at all the graphics capabilities that we have. Um, but sometimes I, I look at other stuff as well, networking or, well, um, wherever some extra eyes are needed, um, I'll be there.
0: No, that's great, Rody. So for today's topic, we want to talk about HTX and if, you know, our listeners, have dealt with Citrix, they're probably very familiar with HDX. But just for the sake of listeners who maybe are newer to Citrix, can you explain what HDX is and why it's used?
2: Yeah, sure, sure. Well, um, I see HDX as the core um, of all our technologies because HDX is, well, it's it's everything that you use when you connect to a remote session. So HDX contains graphics, contains audio. Um, So see it as the um, fiber cable that comes into your home or a network cable that has all the different smaller strings in it. Um, So HDX is really the group of cables uh, that we use uh, to um, build up a remote session
1: and then h d x as i understand it, it's it's like a set of technologies i mean so yeah i know people always are always like you know is it is h d x and i c a the same thing and how i under, how i always understand is like h d x i mean i c a is like the protocol and h d x includes i c a but it includes lots of other technologies around it as well
2: yeah yeah it's it's really the whole group of technologies that we use and i c a is a is part of that yeah
0: so what about I know you know some people when I was in the field, some of our customers would confuse HDX with HDX 3D Pro. And while HDX 3D Pro is part of that, can you explain you know like when you would use HDX versus HDX 3D Pro and why they're you know not one and the same, <laughs> but also um, related?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's it. I I understand it can be a bit confusing. So like I said, HDX is everything. So not only graphics, but also audio, device redirection, um, client, um, client defi of client, uh, storage redirection, um, USB redirection, uh, Teams redirection. So it's it's really a big um, group of, of technologies and HTX 3 Pro is part of that, but it's part of the graphics stack. So first you have HTX. Underneath it, you have HDX graphics, and under HDX graphics, one of the options is uh, HDX 3D Pro. Um, And as the name tells it, it's all about 3D graphics. So if you're looking for the best uh, performance with 3D um, applications, so CAT or anything else, uh, where you want to have the, the, the highest amount of FPS, then you need to use HDX 3D Pro. So it's a mode that you can enable to use our uh, technology
1: uh, for getting the most FPS over the wire. And then HDX 3D Pro. Now, does that require having the the graphics card associated with your with your virtual? Instance or virtual machine.
2: Yeah. Um it's not only a requirement from us, but I think it's a requirement for the application as well. So if you're running a three D application, you didn't really need a GPU. Otherwise it, it won't run that that well. Um so if you're using a cat application, um you can't use that without a GPU. So yeah, for sure you need a GPU to run three D Pro. Yeah.
0: So, Rodi, now that we've gone through a little bit of background, I know that we have a lot of enhancements and, you know, additional features and functionalities, specifically with HDX in this last release of the year. So can you, you know, give us a little bit of a preview of, you know, what, what that includes and what that entails?
2: Yeah, Sure. Yeah, so um we we've been looking at our H63D Pro mode and um listening to, to customers and feedback from the field and we want to give the the 3D user the best user experience possible and that includes uh, a solid FPS. So the amount of frames per second is really important for them. Um and we saw that we struggled in some situations, so we uh, we went back to the drawing board and looked at uh, everything we do under the hood, and we, we found ways to optimize it. And, well, basically, we double the FPS in most situations. So where in a 4K scenario, we ran at 30 FPS. With the previous release, we can now do 60 FPS um, with the new 2112
1: release. That's uh, that's coming out the end of year. That's... uh. That's, that's quite an improvement. How does I, I know a lot of times when you when you increase like you know frames per second, you're going to be pushing more data across the wire. How's that impacting network utilization? Um,
2: it really depends because um, our protocol is adaptive. So in HTX 3D Pro mode, we adapt to the network conditions. So we try to send out as many frames per second um, as we can, and if the bandwidth is not sufficient, we lower the quality. Until a level that we need to lower the FPS as well. So we rather have more frames per second than better quality. Um, so yeah, if, if you have the bandwidth, you will use more. Um, if we push out 60 instead of 30 frames per second, but if needed, we can adapt and just lower the quality
1: a bit. That's what's always made. Uh, you know, we always get questions on how much bandwidth do I need. That's that's just why it's such a Difficult, if not impossible, you know, question to answer. Yeah, it's it's all adaptive.
2: Yeah, it's adaptive and it really depends. And well, you can limit your bandwidth and see what the quality is then. And then you can say, hey, with at least five megabits or something, I'm just uh, um, using a random number. But say say, uh, with five megabits, you can push out 60 frames with good enough quality. Then, well, you can say you need at least this but if you have 100 megabit, for sure we can use 40 or maybe 60 megabit in some situations. Um, so it really depends.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's that's great to hear. So, so this specific enhancement is for our 3D Pro users. Um, do we have any other type of enhancements that are coming out for um, you know for for other users that aren't utilizing 3D applications or the 3D Pro functionality?
2: Yeah. Um, well, this change that we've made um, is also applicable for other users. So as long as you have a GPU and especially an NVIDIA GPU in your uh, virtual environment, you will see the difference with this release. Um, So there are improvements for everybody there, even if you use our selective encoding, for example. So everything around the GPU has been optimized um, and we also lowered the CPU usage of the encoding process um so server scalability will be a bit better there as well. So it's it's not only our 3D Pro users that benefit, but it's for everybody that that uses these GPU technologies. Um so yeah, it's it's a big gain.
0: And I think this is a big differentiator for us, right, Rodi? Like we were the first ones to partner with Nvidia to have this VGPU and it looks like we're continuously improving on that to make sure that the user experience is is always, you know, amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, that's yeah. You're saying it right. We have good relationship with them, and um, they are a big player in in terms of the GPU market, especially in the fertilized world. So it's good to to have these connections and see um, what we can deliver uh, with with their technology.
1: One of the one of the other things you mentioned, you were, talking about hdx was um all the different redirection and yep. that you know that we can do like teams and drives and usb i i've heard that there's also like intelligent redirection like like what what does intelligent redirection do
2: well with with intelligent redirection we we look at what we can redirect so for example if you plug in a usb device we see if we can redirect it to the session so um I tried in one of my demos um, redirecting a game controller, for example. So um, that's that's part of that intelligent stack to see, okay, what are you connecting? How do we need to redirect it, and what's the best way to redirect it um, from the endpoint to the session? But it can also be the other way around. So uh, you mentioned Teams redirection. So we we check if your endpoint um, has all the pre requirements set and then we redirect Teams. If not, we fall back to uh, the normal Teams client in in the session. Um, So it's not that if you enable it um, and the pre-requirements are not met that you can't use Teams, for example. So that's the intelligent part. And we also have capabilities like browser content redirection where you can redirect specific sites to the endpoint to offload um, the, the server side.
0: And here I'm going to do a a plug for TechZone because I heard that someone who is pretty cool on the team created different videos about HDX and and some of the different technologies. I (laughs) won't name any names and you guys will have to go check it out. But um, that's a good spot if you actually want to see it in action. Some of the things that Rhodey and that Dan mentioned, so things like browser redirection and and the team's optimization, we do have uh, videos available on TechZone for you to check out.
1: So what about um so i I know when you're you know, we have like a lot of different policies within you know within virtual apps and desktops to configure all these things, but it seems like more the I guess the challenge with setting some of these things up is you have to know what your users need in order to turn things are on or off, but it seems like more and more of these capabilities are all becoming adaptive now that it's it's trying to sense what the user's doing is the environment capable of handling some of these new optimizations. So the admin doesn't have to think about it is like, like what what types of adaptive technologies have been introduced or improved on the HDX side?
2: Um, Well, uh, one example is um, adaptive audio. So uh, in the 2109 release, we added adaptive audio um, where previously you had to set a Audio quality level—you um, could say that either to low, medium, or high—and it was fixed. So now we we have that um, as an adaptive mode, um, where we look at the complete end-user environment, like the network conditions and so on, um, and we select the best quality mode for the for those con- conditions. So. Um, that's one of the examples that we we've added recently to adapt more to the situation that's uh, that's happening.
0: And Rodi, I guess one of my last questions would be for for our audience. I know you recently joined Citrix, but before that, I'm sure you were dealing with customers who had not only Citrix but evaluating different technologies and some of our competitors. So, how does HDX specifically? Help us differentiate ourselves from, you know, our competitors.
2: Well, HCX is, um, as I mentioned in the beginning, such a broad stack of capabilities. Um, I think that's that's really one of the key differentiators. We work closely together with with multiple partners like Microsoft um, to get the best Teams integration, and um, we even sometimes have capabilities earlier than. Microsoft has in their own products. So uh, we, we really um, look at what can we enhance and how can we um, really help that end user to be productive. Um, well, if you look at the 2112 release uh, with the performance improvements, that's one of these things as well. We co- constantly look at our own product and see how we can make it better um, and try to be adaptive as possible with for example, adaptive audio that we introduced. So these are a few of these key things that um, that HCX um, can do.
0: All righty, So now um, you know we, we've learned a lot about HCX. And like we mentioned earlier, we like to have a speed round for our guests just to learn a little bit about you and to keep it light and fun. Because it's the end of the year, we're going to do a holiday edition speed round. So just answer whatever comes to mind. Um, my first question is, what is your favorite holiday tradition?
2: Um, my favorite holiday tradition is uh, being, well, um, together with, with the family and just enjoy uh, the time off and enjoy
1: um, to be with each other. All right. So uh, how about um, what's your favorite holiday movie? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think it's
2: it has been Harry Potter in the past, so I think it came out every every year at the end, and then we we watched it during the uh, the break, the uh, the end year break. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected
1: that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's the most creative holiday movie. But I can kind of see that. That's awesome. I actually watched um, a Christmas movie that came out this year last night which was really good I highly recommended called eight bit Christmas and it's all about the 80s and like gaming and Nintendo's it's really funny so if you need a new <laughs> holiday movie to watch definitely watch it it's it's a pretty cool movie yeah, uh, my,
1: mine's always uh, mine's always Christmas vacation
0: what about home alone home alone is a classic
1: mm, it, yeah. it definitely is yeah I,
2: I'm not that much into the real Christmas movies but more like the traditions you know um uh, you had Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. All these movies came out by the end of the year, and we we uh, tend to go to these movies with the family um, during the Christmas break. So that's more of a tradition here.
0: Now that that's awesome. And I guess the last speed around question: um, What was the the coolest gift you ever received on the holidays?
2: Oh, that's wow. Um, the coolest gift. Hmm. Got me really thinking there. Um <laughs> Well, my my youngest son was born at the end of the year, so uh, that was pretty close to pretty close after Christmas. So I I would say uh the birth of my son,
1: but um
0: That's a good answer. I like that answer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm 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 gonna ask one more. This will uh you'll you'll probably gain some, some friends and you're gonna gain some enemies when you answer this. But oh, uh God. <laughs> is uh is Die Hard a Christmas movie?
2: <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not really in the in the in the um Christmas movie, so Die Hard is a Christmas movie, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that that's such like a polarizing Question, you know, like I hear it all the time. I'm like, really, people get upset over that. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, it's every movie that you want like to watch with your family during Christmas is a Christmas movie. Um, mm-hmm. The time you take together that's that's more important than what's the movie about.
1: Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Well, we want to wish all our listeners very happy holidays, and we look forward to join for you to join us next year. So. Uh, Happy holidays, everyone, and thanks for joining.